Welcome in everybody to post-game coverage of the Browns 13 to 3 victory over the Baltimore Ravens at home uh, on a somewhat snowy evening there by the end. Uh, the uh, Browns improved to six and eight, dropped the Ravens to nine and five, and um, you know put put the Bengals in the driver's seat in the AFC North, uh, as well as keeping the Browns keeping their very slight uh, but increasing playoff odds uh, alive. Uh, I'm joined by Brad Ward, who can update us on exactly what the percentage is now, I'm sure, right? Oh. Their percentages change. Am I still? No, was, hear me I, now? I think Ian right. and I were both unmuting and muting you simultaneously. It's my fault. That's, a, that's okay. Uh, I probably didn't say anything. <laughs> Sorry about that. Go, go ahead from the top. What, anyway. what, do you, what can you tell it's us? It's all good. I, you know, I don't think it changes their percentages yet. They really need a lot of help. It's more the help than what they do. Yeah. Uh, it's the help that they need, but, um, good win, man. Good win. You know, uh, productive win. we -hmm. saw some good things, uh, especially from the offense. I thought Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson, very much in control, composed, Mm -hmm. ran the offense very smoothly. Uh, and, uh, I thought, you know, they played a clean game for the most part, except for Cade mm-hmm. York's, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, talk about that for sure. Shanks. Um, mm-hmm. but besides that, they played a clean game. They got all three phases of the game to, uh, you know, contribute once again, nothing is going to take me off of fire Joe Woods, fire Mike prefer, but right. Uh, yeah. As for the individual performances of the players, Denzel Ward with a great play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the differences in the game here are what we always talk about, Andrew, like those, uh, the the five, six plays in the game that make the difference. Uh, the peanut punch or the punch out by um, John Johnson jumps on the ball, the interception by Ward, great individual plays mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, to turn them over. Uh, I thought was a big difference in the game. Give him a second shot to go in the red zone there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that drive, uh, you know, by Watson with the big sneak, uh, you know, on third down uh, up the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought he was, he took a couple sacks, but like he didn't force anything. I would rather him take those sacks than throw into double coverage or something, which is some Mm -hmm. things that we've seen that have kind of turned games like this sometimes. And he wouldn't make that mistake, right? Like, he wouldn't let himself make that mistake. And I think that is something that should be commended as well. So, yeah. um, I thought this was a, uh, you know, a pretty, I thought it was a good performance. I thought, you know, Grant Delpit, uh, as OG Philly mentioned, he seemed to be everywhere. I agree. I thought Delpit played a hell of a game. A couple times mm-hmm. he tried to run around uh, the play to make a tackle, which he always kind of does that that stuff. But I thought he was all over the place. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, of course, Denzel Ward with a good game. Secondary mm-hmm. played pretty well. I mean, they they were able to run the ball effectively, but they uh, tightened things up in the red zone um, and, and did a good job. You know, Tyler Huntley is yeah nothing nothing great. Um, yeah. I don't know how they are going to win games. I, I think they're expecting Jackson back next week. So yeah, they better uh, hope. Yeah, they better hope so, right? Uh, Because, um, yeah, I mean, but all in all, you know, you look at the numbers, Chubb gets 21 carries for 99 yards, Watson 18 to 28, 161, and a touchdown, no interceptions. I thought Mm -hmm. the offense looked really good. The defense played well in its moments that they had to have it. Um, And uh, good win. Good division win. Uh, Crowd was loud uh, Mm -hmm. for those of the people that were there. So, um, I think I come away feeling good about some things from this game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was uh, one of the few games of complimentary football that we've seen from the Browns this year. Uh, the Buccaneers game, uh, and then the first Bengals game being the other examples that jumped to my mind, maybe even the first Steelers game where, you know, all, all three phases were kind of picking each other up. Uh, all three phases struggled in, in areas, but also succeeded in areas. And so it was a balanced performance overall. Um, you know, and, and I think it's worth highlighting bigger picture trends here. This is now the second year in the row that the Browns have beaten every other team in their division at least once. And they uh, they will have uh, now this, this is their this is their third division win. 
So they'll have a chance to beat the Steelers the last week of the season to go four and two in the division, which regardless of what happens with your season, that's, that's, that's a goal when you start the year is to, to have a winning record in your division. Most of the time, if you have a winning record in your division, you're going to position yourself to be in the hunt for the divisional title. It's, it's one of the ways in which, you know, I mean, I, I agree with you about the quality of this win, but I, I mean, it, maybe it just speaks to my, my outlook on life that I'm having trouble sitting there, not thinking about the Jets game and the Falcons game. You know, and and some of the other opportunities early in the season that got away because this game could have been very, very meaningful for the Brown season. And, you know, it's as even if they had managed somehow to beat the Bengals last week, this game could have been quite meaningful for the Brown season. And as you said, it should have been meaningful for their season. And so there's there's disappointment there. But, you know, we we talked pregame and we talked all week about how, you know, a lot of our focus now is on 2023 and seeing. uh strong effort from players buy in from players as there there's less quote unquote less to play for is certainly encouraging. So um, let's, let's dive in and talk about uh, the run game because the run game was an area of this, this team that, you know, it's obviously was the strength of the first half of the season. They have struggled since the bye week And now today against one of the better run defenses in the league, uh, you know, by some metrics, the best, they, they had a very successful day running the ball. And uh, Nick Chubb, as you mentioned, just one yard short of a 100-yard game, which would have been the first time this year against the Ravens. Yeah, a couple things on the run game. You know, I don't think they – I it was really bothering me, I'll say this, their selection – you know, Kevin Stefanski, I'll say, selection mm-hmm. of running the ball on second and long was driving me insane for most of yeah. the part of this game. Like, the continual – you know, whatever first down call you have, and then running on second and 10, like mm-hmm. almost every time you're in that position uh, and getting nothing seemed, uh, uh, you know, to slow down their their progress as an offense throughout mm-hmm. the day. I, you know, mm-hmm. mix it up a little bit there, right? I mean, uh, the, the gun run stuff wasn't really there today early. Mm-hmm. Um you know we've seen teams are taking away the cutback lane from Chubb a little bit, and they're making him go straight forward. Uh, he did a little bit better today, and as the game continued, really I think that Ravens just got worn down by the continual mm-hmm. running of the ball at them, and yeah. I think that's when the Browns found their most success. They really mm-hmm. slowed them down a good deal until – late in the game and he yep. got some good chunks of yardage um where but i will say that he did make some adjustments on those runs where he was identifying a crease or or a a lane mm-hmm. and just going instead yes. of kind of dancing like he was before so mm-hmm. i think that he he will make that adjustment as teams take away the crease the creases in the cutback lanes in the in right. the wide zone in the outside zone um, and then that's just an adjustment he's going to have to make. But he's an incredible yep. build back, and he'll do that. But you saw him going straight forward there at the end and kind of finding places to get upfield. Uh, I thought that was a good sign of him mm. adjusting and really just asserting their dominance on the Ravens' front as far as wearing them down. You know, mm. the Browns had the ball for a ton of the game, right? And then right. I don't yep. know what time of possession was, but it seems like they had it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they, they wore down the defense. I think really the yardage at the end that this total yardage number 33 ashes were 143, 4.8 yeah. per carry is right. more of a product of them just beating them up throughout the game than it was really finding a lot of success in the run early, which I don't think they did. Yes, I agree with you. The, the efficiency was still lacking there for early in the game. And it was, it was a concern, uh, in the first few drives. And then they found, some some different uh, approaches that gave them more consistency, and and I think you know got some help from from the uh, from the the quarterback run game in a few different situations to kind of loosen up the defense in that way. But I, I agree with you. It's just really I I you know they 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 barely threw the ball there those last few drives, and I think that's right. really where the where the numbers come from. That's how the run game works a lot of the time. So yeah, but it, it's certainly good to see that there you know there's maybe a little bit more uh consistency coming back here um and and you know that'll be something to continue to watch because the saints the commanders the steelers those are all teams with decent 
uh, front sevens as well. So, you know, there's no gimmies on the schedule. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how the run game continues to evolve as the season winds down here. So um, good, good, good stuff from the, from Nick Chubb in the running game. Um, and, and I, w- I also want to just talk about, you know, the, the, we've, we've seen it in chat, um, you know, uh, E. Gillen saying that Watson is consistently improving. You know, you, you said that he looked a lot more comfortable. Um, it, you yeah. know, it looked to me like they were, they were, the, the Ravens were kind of giving a lot of the underneath stuff away. And so, you know, he was able to just kind of take what they gave him a lot. And, and that 12 play 91, uh, yard drive, uh, for the touchdown, I think probably his strongest single drive as a quarterback for the Browns so far in terms of commanding the offense, they at times mixed it, mixed in a little up tempo, which, yeah. uh, was, was exciting. And they looked a little bit more, um, explosive in those situations and, and Watson looked a little bit more comfortable. So it's exciting to see some of that stuff kind of coming to fruition and, um, you know, I think the, we 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 know the Ravens are a good defense. So to see this performance against the Ravens, you know, it's encouraging for for his continued growth. Yeah, yeah, I thought he uh, looked much more comfortable, and he made some good throws. Good connection with Cooper. He's mm-hmm. he's created a good chemistry with Donovan Peoples Jones, and you just want to see that stuff continue. Uh, yep. You know. Little appearance from Dale and Baldwin today. What two yep. catches, and then yep. Mike, Mike Woods with a really nice catch on an RPO that was thrown late in behind him that he went and got and actually got them to a third and short there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's still I agree, OG Philly. It's still a little chunk. I mean, it's not. This is not the two hundred and thirty million dollar version of no. of Deshaun Watson, uh, nope. and I don't think. I've been kind of saying that I don't think we'll see that version fully until 2023 uh, when he gets a full off season and kind of gets back in the swing of things. Um, But uh, it certainly is encouraging the way that he ran the offense. I thought that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they moved the ball up and down the field for a good part of the day, uh, you know, and should have had two other scores if K Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know what I mean? shank yep. those field goals or whatever happens there so uh and this is the kind of game it was it wasn't a, a high scoring game this is this is what it was so you know i think that they played the game to win it um and uh you know not throw everything out the window kind of like we talked about like hey let's throw all caution to the wind if, if they right. need to and let's right. just see what watson can do and throw it around the yard a ton they're yeah. obviously not there yet they were right. fine with grinding out a 13 to 3 win which is yeah. fine i don't find much value in that you know what i mean right. uh, i agree yeah i agree but in the process of doing that we saw some good things yeah yeah, and it's it is a difficult balance because if that if the Ravens want you you know to play that sort of a game, you know, and they're they're playing you know deep coverage over the top so that you know those big plays aren't really available and it doesn't make a ton of sense to try and throw a bunch, you know, I it's hard to set your team up for failure. You know, I I hearken back to the Browns game in Pittsburgh last year uh, where Baker Mayfield sat back and empty all game long and. Uh, right. TJ Watt ate James Hudson for dinner that night. Sure. You know, it was it was hard because you were watching a team almost felt like they were set up to fail. And so I, I, I agree with you, Brad, in, in principle. But I think when the Ravens come out and play it the way that they play it, you kind of like you said, you kind of have to win the game that is being played. And that's what they uh, decided to do tonight. We welcome in uh, Jake Burns. Uh, Jake, we, we've c- talked through a lot of the offensive stuff uh, that we saw from the running game and also uh progress in areas from Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts overall on the performance of the offense tonight? Um, Not great. <laughs> I mean, they went for 283 yards. They didn't turn it over, which is good, right? Like, you know, in this game you're talking, I think you're making a good point, Andrew. You, you, you play the game that's being played. And, you know, it, when you get up on Baltimore, I was actually a little surprised that Kevin didn't kick that field goal on fourth and one that they ended up, I think, scoring the touchdown in the Peoples-Jones one because I'm like – I mean, how's Baltimore getting in the end zone? I mean, unless they break a long run, but even if they break a long run, it doesn't seem like Gus and J.K. Dobbins have any kind of separation speed. So, like, you know, that that was a little bit of a surprise. But they scored a touchdown. But, again, you know, when Cade is doing what Cade does right now, I don't think any aggressiveness on fourth down <laughs> should ever be questioned. Take um, the points. My goodness. Yeah, take the points as if it's an automatic flip of a switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, they weren't very good. They they ran it well to close the game. I think losing Clayus Campbell helps a little bit. 
Um, you know, they, they, they figured out some things. They had some nice efforts in the second half. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I guess I can look at uh, how they ran in the first half uh, compared yeah. to the second half. So the first half, they only had uh, 43 rushing yards, 31 from, uh, from Nick and six from Kareem. So you can do the math that they ended up putting it together pretty well in the second half. Third quarter, they ran the football for 28 yards between Nick and Kareem. And then in the fourth quarter, which is where you want to start churning up carries. Nick ran for 48 yards on nine carries alone in the fourth quarter. So that gives you an indication of where the rushing yards came from. But, you know, um, you know, overall, fine, I guess. Fine. I mean, like, the, th- the problem is, is that if they don't stay in front of the sticks – they don't have many answers on third down. And like, you know, Deshaun is, he's, he's getting better. He's starting to feel more rhythmic, but I don't think in chaos situations, he's comfortable yet. So the Mm -hmm. eyes are dropping quickly. I thought the Ravens covered pretty well and it made any third down and five or more like, Ooh, it's going to be tough to pick this thing up. The Browns went five for 15 on third downs. I don't have the discrepancy between the short and deep yard third down scenarios, but they weren't very good. So they have to, like, I'm a little surprised you referenced, I, I think, Brad, while I was finishing the article for the homepage, the uh, RPO that ended up going on a, you know, Watson had to throw it at a weird angle because the nickel was blitzing kind of late and slow playing it. Yeah. I don't, they need to incorporate a little bit more RPO creativity. I'm a little weirded out that they were very dense with it against Houston and all of a sudden they've reeled it way back the opposite direction because right now they're not doing things to kind of create easy yardage. There were a couple nice uh, throws there I think late third quarter on that long touchdown drive uh, yeah. ended up being like 12 plays 76 yards where okay they got a nice play action uh, almost I mean it was like an overstop route in, you know deepest pivot I've ever seen Ramari goes midfield and back to the sideline but they're just not creating they're not having open alleys for some chunk plays right now so we'll break it down more in depth they, they won though they won they took care of the yep. football I thought Deshaun hit some nice throws but overall, they're a third down congestion situation. I don't like how they're handling those third longs. And to your point, Brad, earlier, the predictability of, oh, first down, maybe an incomplete or a short throw, uh, second and eight or more. It's just it's too often a run and they're putting themselves in third and longs. So yeah. that tendency needs to switch up. I don't I need Kevin to not have a problem throwing six, seven, eight times in a row. And I know that will make you mad, some people, but I don't know if you've seen the run game efficiency. It's not very good. They did exactly the formula, which you should do, which is run out the clock by giving the football to your running back and beating people down late. Kudos for that. But neutral game situations, they didn't run it very well in this one. They really didn't. I mean, you're talking about 50 yards on like 14 carries uh, through through three quarters. That's not good enough. That's just not good enough to be an efficient offense the way they want to play offense if your passing game is not unique enough yet. And it's right now not unique. So they're, they've got a ways to go, but the story of this game is an opportunistic defense. You know, we'll talk more about that here in just a moment, I'm sure. But like, that's where the game, the pendulum swings, couple kicks from Tucker, couple fourth down stops interception. And that's where it swings. Cause Baltimore goes for 324 to Cleveland's 283 collectively tonight. So mm. it's not like the Browns are putting up a ton of yards and then Baltimore had three, just three less plays. So it swings on two missed kicks, two turnovers. That's it. But that's again, that's, Hey, win football games, brother. AFC North, it's December. Win them how you can win them. 13-3, you take that every day of the week against Baltimore. Those are games that we've seen the Browns lose so many times, and mm-hmm. it's good. you you, you got to win those games. I don't, I don't have overwhelmingly great things to say about the defense, but I thought they made plays when it mattered, deep in the red zone, and that's important. So they did it. They deserve kudos for that. Um, real quickly, uh, on Watson, before we move on to mm-hmm. defense or whatever – I thought, like, I don't think, like, he was incredibly better. I just thought he looked more comfortable, I guess, running the offense. And I think he yeah. may, like, I don't know. Am I wrong to say that, yeah, he, he maybe took some good sacks late in the game, like, where he was in the right frame of mind? Like, he's smarter than some other quarterbacks we've had who will try to squeeze those late. You know, he realized the Ravens were going to score right like so take a sack and don't throw it into double coverage and create a turnover that ends up throwing you know losing you the game um i thought a couple times he did a good job of just getting rid of the ball and taking a sack the last sack was fine in the in the um deep in deep in baltimore territory i think that's the one k pushed to the right it ended up making it a 46 yard field goal instead of 
yep. 35 or 37, but you know, whatever. I'm fine with that one. The one I didn't like was that it was, it was, it was a second or two or a third and two and they ran left side. Donovan gets called for a hold. And then you're, you're sitting there sort of in the, in the high forties for a kick. And you have to know that the defense is going to be trying to blitz you to get you out of field goal range. And he had a couple options he could have thrown to on now throws off the pressure. So he took that sack. I, I, sure. There weren't many more. I, I don't know how many he ended up with total. The Ravens had, I think, three on the day. The other one was a nickel blitz on play action where Nick couldn't cut over and get to Kyle Hamilton. So I didn't have a bunch of problems with it. I, we'll watch the tape and break down some stuff from Watson. But to your point, Brad, yeah, he, he, yeah he's more comfortable, right? He's, he's not doing some of those things we saw in the first game, putting the ball in the dirt, uh, falling out of under center because he screwed up the snap count. He's making the can calls. He's doing the stuff, the baseline stuff that Kevin does. They're doing it. I need them to, uh, I need them to get more comfortable with each other and get get a little bit more cohesion and try to figure out some open throws. And I need Watson to also throw some tighter windows. Like that's something yeah. that he's always done pretty well. And I think right now he's very like, don't want to turn it over, don't want to turn it over, don't want to turn it over. And I get that, but he's going to have to amp up some of those big time throws and big moments. But you know, he snuck out, and got a nice third down run, 15, 20 yard run on that third down and what seven situation. That was a nice yeah. play. Touchdown so drive, yeah, yeah, he he's doing some things. He's coming along. He's coming along, right? He'll, he'll eventually get there. I have no doubt. Do you um, wish they would force the issue a little more with the passing game? What do you mean by force the issue? Make him throw certain places or what do you mean? Give him that, I guess, I don't know, throw the ball more in general. Um, and then, you know what they threw it 28 times that's kind of the game like to like andrew said and we were talking about before that's kind of the game that it was right yeah um, but like you know the, i mean he's probably at 28 throws through i mean how many did he throw you didn't he threw one pass in the fourth quarter so if it right. was a closer game he's probably throwing 35 36 times okay you know i mean yeah. i'm with you i would like them to be a bit more diverse on second and long but i do think he's giving him some opportunities i'd like to see a bit more empty uh, I, I think I think I'd like to see a bit more stuff that gives him a chance to be creative per se. But yeah. some of the route concepts have deep throws. He's just not throwing. He's just not quite there yet um, in terms of like trusting it, letting it rip. Uh, okay. But but again, I, I do think you know twenty seven throws through three quarters is a is a decent volume, right? They they filled out the fourth quarter thirteen three at that point. We can run it, take advantage of this. They're giving us these opportunities. I'm not an, an all too concerned with the volume of him throwing. I think he just needs to get more comfortable pushing certain throws that he can make. And I yeah. think he'll get there. I do think he'll get there again right now. He's, he's coming back and he's trying to figure out what are my thresholds? What type of throws can I make again? Does my arm have enough to get it here, there, uh, wherever? Um, I think, I think he'll get there. Right. I think, I think it'll happen. So uh, I'm not all too worried about um, the, the pairing there yet. Um, there's some decisions from um, certain situations we can get into a bit later if we want to, but uh, in terms of types of, of play calls in certain scenarios, but um, the third and longs are the biggest problem for me. They got to figure out some answers for third and longs. They got to figure out some answers for nickel blitzes when under center too. That's something that's yeah. driving me a little bit nuts. Teams are sending those slot corners a lot and they don't have any great answers for those. So yeah, there's some stuff they need to still iron out. This is uh, you know, when all is, is sort of honed in, I think, Deshaun's like, like if they say, what's my ideal game for the Browns, right? With this unit, I say Deshaun thrown for 250, two, three touchdowns, Nick running for a hover, hovering about 100. That's your 350 mark. And then you're adding auxiliary yards, 25 scramble yards, Kareem for 25. That's like a 400-yard situation. So that's, to me, where they want to live at with how they, they sort of structure everything. But it's a fluid situation, and that could look totally different next year, guys. It could. So that's sort of my hovering at the, this year. They just didn't make um, – some of those downfield throws. And I don't know, the wind could have been worse than we, yeah. we saw on TV. So there's some stuff there. You know, the one thing, Andrew, before I uh, just on this topic and I'll toss yeah. it back to you, I don't mean to take yeah. over or anything. I was just talking about Watson here. Uh, you know, I get the feeling, you know, we talk about, or he has this idea around him that he's just a guy that kind of knows how to win games a little bit, like from college and then into the NFL and what, and you see a little bit of that, I think like in today, like he has a, I thought he had a feel of just like, Hey, I know what to do to get out of here with a W a little bit, which I think is a not a terrible quality to have. So go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, you know my my thoughts on this conversation. I think it's a great conversation to be having because this is really we're 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 kind of getting at the heart of what this team becomes right over the rest of this year and then into next year. 
And, and, you know, listening, listening to you two talk about it, the thought that I had is that I don't know that right now this offense looks a lot different if you put in, you know, late season 2020 Baker Mayfield, right? It's, it's, it's enough of the same stuff. And the, the throws that Watson is hitting are the open throws the same way that, that Mayfield would see it open and then rip it. And so the, the question is, it's sort That's of a two part question. That's fair. Part, part one is, does to Jake's point, does Deshaun start to trust himself more and make those throws that we know that he can make eventually? The other question that I have, and this I'm this is not a reflexive bash Kevin thing, but we know that he is, uh, you know, vociferously anti-turnover. And so there's, there starts to be the question of, does he coach the safe decision to such an extent that it, it limits the quarterback making those throws from time to time? And, and then when they get into those third and longs, does that inherent conservatism in his offensive philosophy, his overall game management philosophy, impact the way that they're able to, the quarterback is able to go out and make a play in those situations? I'm not saying that I'm, I believe that now, but that these are kind of the two paths that I see, you know, they're, they're parallel paths that the, that the quarterback and the coach, to Jake's point, are going to have to navigate over the rest of this year and into next year. I think that's a very fair point, Andrew. I don't really have a rebuttal to it. I have no yep. evidence to the contrary. Um, and Kevin certainly is a guy who does not like to turn the football over. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I will add on top of it, I don't think they're they're like Baltimore is unique in terms of and, and since he did this last week, they're challenging them with a lot of man coverage. So yeah, I think the thing that they're going to have to do, or at least Deshaun's gonna have to get more comfortable with is putting the football in places against man coverage and, and yep. letting your guy go get it. Um, something Jacoby, I thought, got better at that as the year wore on, gave gave Amari a lot of chances um, and gave Donovan a lot of chances too. So I think that will come. Um, it's 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 a reminder that, like, you know, what kind of coverages has Deshaun seen a lot in his career? Most mm -hmm. of the time in Houston, De DeAndre, right, uh, with the Cooks group that has been there late in the 2020 season with uh, Fuller, he saw yeah. a lot of zone. So it's it's a bit of a different, you know, not only is it a different offense you're coming into and adjusting to, it's how the heck are people playing it often, mm -hmm. right? It's, this isn't just what I ran in 2020 and we haul it in and defenses play it the same way. It's a group of different guys, and I think defenses are doing a nice job of covering. I, I want to try to do a, a chalk talk on Tuesday of these last two passing performances. Now, I think – people and i know i wrote on it there were some throws he flat out just didn't find in yep. the, the the cincinnati game that would have pushed him into the 350 territory of throwing had he had he made those throws tonight you guys check me on this if you think i'm wrong i didn't feel a bunch of people open um i thought like i said that one third down sack he had a right now throw to the left side uh, on just a quick little slant square in uh, but but again, I, I didn't watch it tight because I'm trying to navigate <laughs> my son and doing some different sure. things. And the game wasn't even on in, in the day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't even watch much of the first quarter. The first I tried quarter, to. Yeah. yeah, I tried. Somebody DM'd me and I tried to throw it up on my phone real quick to watch some of it. Um, but but yeah, I, I need to go look at it. I think Baltimore plays unique coverage, press coverage, yeah. and you have to yeah. make throw like you have to make your own plays. Right. It's not right. like man, we missed that second read there. You know, like I don't, I didn't get that vibe tonight, but we'll go check it out. We just need a bigger sample size too, Andrew, to, to your yeah. point and what we're talking about, you know, I will say two things like commanders, good defense, Saints, mm -hmm. good defense. So they're going to be challenged the rest of the way. And we know Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, it's good defense. So yep. um, no matter who's out there, they just find ways to, you know, mess with you, manipulate you. So we, mm -hmm. we you know, there's not a bunch of pansies. And even the Texans game, the Texans play that unique, too high coverage, uh, more cover mm -hmm. two than anyone else in the NFL. So even that's a little bit weird. So I think the challenge goes beyond just Deshaun and that we look at how how Kevin shapes his wide receiver play in the coming future. That's mm -hmm. going to be something that is really interesting because right now I feel personally like Brown's receivers are relatively easy to cover. They need to figure out ways, route mm -hmm. nuance, different types of things to cut, like add to the playbook that yep. makes – like little now screens, or if teams are going to play off man blitz, mug front you blitz, you got to throw those Green Bay types of like Deshaun can get it, throw it, whip it, sidearm it, get yep. it out there and let two guys block for one and beat them to the sideline type of yards. Mm -hmm. Like they have to add, I think the entire offseason for Kevin Stefanski should be looking around the league and copycatting how yep. teams are picking up cheap yards. That mm -hmm. needs to be something he adds to the playbook because I think you guys would agree with me. Every yard the Browns get feels like, 
It's worth that it. was hard. That yep. was hard. They have to figure out ways to get cheap yards, man. They have got to because every 283 found tonight, and again, Baltimore, great defense. They always yep. play great defense, but that was a hard 283. So they need to figure out some ways to start. Hey, how can we get a cheap seven? How can we get a cheap four that doesn't involve ramming Nick or running on second down? Like they've got to figure out some ways to add route diversity to what they do. Because I think when corners, safeties, backers scout the Browns, it's like, hey, man, when he's in the slot, they run four routes. And these mm-hmm. are the four routes that they run. If he's in, if he's in bunch and they stack up and they go motion and tighten, stack these two guys, this is it. And I feel like teams are sitting on a lot of what they're doing. And if it's mm-hmm. not, if it's not Amari creating something crazy with a release or something, typically, I mean, you guys tell me there doesn't feel like a lot of people wide open. Like the Amari big gainer tonight was on a, uh, a just a, I think he was in the slot on a, on a sort of deeper, uh, deeper slant, five step slant. Nickel that was blitz. nice to see. Yeah, that yeah. was nice. They caught him in the blitz at the right time. That that was a nice you know chunk play. But we haven't seen Browns running in space enough so and that's why i love that the route from 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 donovan down there in the goal line scenario where they ran that sort of like a pivot return like oh okay give me yeah. something different because you could see that baltimore was like okay he's gonna run a flat he's, he's if, if 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 donovan's the number two here it's gonna probably be some sort of slant flat something or the other he's going to slant and i don't i don't know if this was planned Designed. he yeah. might have done that on his own because typically what you do is if you run a slant you work back or sorry a flat route you can't just stand there, brother. You got to do something. You can either turn up field or you can, can pivot back inside and try to get underneath the curl flat defender, and, and it would look good. I I don't know if I want to give Kevin credit for that, but I think like <laughs> big. I, I mean, I I really don't. I don't know if I want to. No, I, I, I hear you. Um, I was kind of like, they, I don't know they, if you they meant just to do that or he just yeah. did it on his own. <clears throat> they need to add some diversity to what they do because I th- I just think yeah. it's very very predictable right now. And I'm not saying I can tell you what the predictable is, but I think defenses who sit down and spend their entire week mapping this out early week, I think they're handing their secondary here. When they get an empty, here's what they do. And they have a good feel for it. When they get 12 personnel, you know, two by one, this is what it looks like. Here's the routes you're typically going to get. And most of the time it feels like defenses are pretty on top of it. So I think again, and this goes to a conversation I'm sure I'll have a lot leading into the off season and in the off season, Hey, who around the league is getting cheap yards and how the hell are they doing it? And how can we get that done here? Because we have a quarterback that can catch it and get rid of it. I have a mobile quarterback. You know, like tonight, how many times it feel like Watson was spiking the ball on screens? Like the Ravens are just sitting on it. They have a feel for it. So like it's a for- formation thing that they feel it out. They, they know it's coming. So that's just little stuff that my mind is watching. I mean, Kevin's offense is a baseline great offense. But now you're going from – I how like I'll shut up after this sentence – how the, the this this offense is built around like the perfect the perfected version of it is in San Fran right now. It's almost yeah. quarterback. It doesn't even depend on the quarterback. Yeah. We're going to create things percent. for you. Now you have somebody who's supposed to be an elevator at Elite. quarterback. So how do we take this offense from being quarterback dead to the quarterback now makes it better? Like that's right. what they need to figure out. What things can we add to make it that way? So that's sure. it for me. Great yep. point. Um, uh, two things uh, yeah, ahead, I thought uh, real quickly in the chat they mentioned it a couple times and I thought that there were opportunities for Deshaun if he really wanted to to tuck it and run more tonight uh, mm-hmm. that he passed up a little bit I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a you know whatever and I would just say to your comment which I think is a really great point Andrew about the offense last year and and that stuff and you know you know, maybe handcuffing guys or whatever. I think that when we've seen this offense at its best, we've seen Baker Mayfield let it go when he felt like he could in 2020. And I thought we saw Brissett do the same thing earlier this year at times. So I think when it's working right, I don't think they feel like that. I guess that would be my rebuttal. I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. I, I, and I don't, yeah, again, it's not a, it's not a question of, you know, that, that, that's what I think is happening. It's more a question of, you know, that's, it's a Could tendency it and you have to kind of, you have to kind of supersede it. And I, you know, I think, you know, Jake, you bring up another interesting point, which is, do they, do they look, you know, if we, if we get past the, whether or not Kevin's going to be back conversation and assume that he is, then does he look to add a little bit more diversity to his, uh, to his, you know, offensive coaching staff to try and bring some of those people actually inside the building rather than just, you know, uh, scouting it out, out on tape. So, 
something certainly I think, to watch. I think, Kevin, I think Kevin could use that. I really do think yeah. he could use it's it's third year in the system that he's running, and I do think they could use. Hey, this what this guy was an analyst in San Fran, right? What does he see? Like that we're bringing this guy in, or this guy was. I mean, I'd be I would be trying to find unique places around the league that have worked with great quarterbacks or mm-hmm. um, trying to think of anybody else like that, that's outside the norm. Maybe even you could think of someone who's working with McDaniel right now. Not that the Browns can really replicate what you're no. doing with Tyreek and Waddle, but like you can take some wrinkles from that, right? They're doing some really fun sure. fullback stuff there, right? I mean, from the gun and creating some space that way. But you're right, Andrew, they should, they should be branching out some people that they bring in to break and challenge them on things like, Hey, why are we yep. doing it that way? Um, we did it this way here, there, or the other, and it was really successful for us. So why don't we try doing this? And I would try like hell to find somebody connected to Deshaun in 2020 and see how can we, yeah. how can we get a voice who he was familiar with there and knew exactly how they implemented things there to uh, just be a voice of reason for what we're trying to do here, because they're three years deep, same group, a lot of the same players on offense and it feels like teams have a really good feel for what they're trying to do. And there's still some blow-up games. They, they play some great games on offense. We've seen them be a really highly rated EPA team. I think they're probably going to finish in the high teens, early 20s, based on how rough things have been after the bye week. So it's not like we can look back on this at the end of the year and say this was some elite offense. They had a hot stretch, eight weeks of hot stretch football there, but they have not really been very good after the bye. So now it's like, okay, how do we fix that? How do we not have hot starts? Because they've had some some starts that have been pretty good the past years. How do we then elevate into the portions of the schedule that really matter? So, yep. um, great point, Andrew. They need they need to they need to look outside the box of what they're they have a very rigid box right now. How do mm-hmm. we get outside of that? What other perspectives can we bring into it? So uh, that's a lot on the offense, and it's I think it's good because you know we we've kind of been talking about since Watson returned. This is as much about 2023 as it is about the next few games. So uh, a lot of good thoughts there on on where the team goes over the next few weeks, and then also uh, bigger picture questions that we're still wanting to see answered either this year or into next year. Uh, but let's talk about the defense because the you know the defense had a very strong game. Part of that is uh, playing a backup quarterback for the Ravens who. You know, he's a limited player in a lot of ways. Um, I think also the Ravens offense without Lamar Jackson is uniquely limited uh, because of what Lamar does, how much of the team he is, uh, especially on offense. Um, and and so there's some, there's some mitigating factors there, but overall a good defensive performance. They turned the ball over, which is kind of their calling card when they play well. If they're playing well, it's because they're turning the ball over. Um, they also, you know, picked up a few sacks there. The downside uh, run defense is still mostly non-existent. And, you know, Jake, you kind of mentioned it earlier. If J.K. Dobbins ran a little bit faster 40, you know, th- this game looks a lot different because he was – Andy, what the hell are you thinking? What, what is Greg yeah. Roman thinking? You want to complain about Kevin Stefanski. Like, my oh, goodness, absolutely. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about, like, no, anybody. Sure. Like, yeah. any yeah, yeah. Any time that they did multiple pullers – from a variety of different angles, whether they were getting Patrick Ricard moving or pulling mm-hmm. guard tackle, like they were just gashing Cleveland and starting up the, you know, a path in the interior and pushing out wide following pullers. Dobbins ran 13 times for 125, 9.6 a carry. You got Gus Edwards, seven for 55, and they threw 30 times. I don't know Hard what, I don't know what Joe Woods is doing. Hard like believe. they Jedi mind trick Kyle Allen into 36 attempts down in Houston, right? Like they've got Tyler Huntley throwing 30 <laughs> times in a game that they ran for almost 10 yards of carry when they yeah. ran the ball, the correct schematic uh, decision. Like yep. I cannot fathom how they didn't just do it over and over again. And it's not like they were facing the, the scoreboard being flipped on them for very long. Like they just needed no. to score a touchdown. They scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. You had a chance to, to get one more shot with the, with the kicker like Tucker. So like, I really don't know, man. I don't leave this this game feeling like, oh yeah, defense figured it out. It was nice to see Denzel Ward make a play. Like I really liked seeing Denzel jump a route. That was great. Thought John was opportunistic on a couple, but there are going to be some ugly run fit videos tomorrow. Uh, missed tackles that were in the mix of that. I thought again, passing was there fine, but remind, reminder, guys, like they held Lamar to 94 yards in Baltimore throwing. So like they done this twice, but they, but again, this could be a part of their ploy. Like. We talked about this, Brad, in our pod before. Yeah. Um, 
that, that, hey, the, the Browns actually did a pretty good job on the Ravens the first time, but they gave up the long punt return. They gave the Ravens the ball, like the 20-yard line, and they gave up that, yep. that strip sack. Calais got Jacoby Reset down inside Cleveland's 20, and that resulted in touchdown. That's a 23-20 loss. And, like, Tucker made all of his field goals that day, and they lose that way. So, you know, I, I, I guess, like, I don't <laughs> – and I want to give the Browns credit. Like you should never give up 10 yards of carry to any running back ever. I just thought they were bailed out by Baltimore doing some really, really goofy stuff that they didn't need to do. Like Tyler Huntley should have thrown like 15 times, man. Like that's all the more they needed to throw. And um, he missed some that were open too on top of that. So again, but kudos to the defense. I'm not here to bury him. They gave up three points. They created turnovers Great to see Jordan Elliott get his arm on a football and block a field goal. Like, I mean, nighttime Bad Browns, hell. nighttime Browns, Ravens. I got some PTSD after the kick six walk off all those years ago. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see the Browns block one. So they deserve credit for that. They 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 did their job, so to speak. Uh, I know John Johnson and um, uh, Jadevian Clowney both left with injuries. We'll see what the nature of those are over time. But I mean, they gave up 324, but they created two turnovers. A huge that interception from Denzel was huge at that moment. Yeah. And yep. then John's punch after another long catch that would have put the ball out near midfield. Those you got to give him credit for that. But those are not things you can bank on all the time, right? Those right. are not, you know, turnovers are uh, they're fickle uh, in this mm-hmm. this league. So uh, I just didn't feel like they did a very good job defending the run. We'll look at why. We'll see if they didn't commit the resources necessary. But uh, I don't leave with any less vigor in my take of where this defense goes next year than we yep. did coming into it. But I can pat him on the back and say, kudos, right? Kudos. The special teams was, was outside of Cade was pretty good. They covered kicks well. They uh, they did a good job holding, snapping, blocking. I thought they punted it well. I mean, in and all of that too. So you take away Cade's like shank kicks, I guess. Like I don't mind Cade missing kicks. Even the push right, I don't totally hate. But you can't. He's got some shit. Like you can't. He's missing. Like you put me out there on the field. I'm going to kick that thing like he did. Like and he's yeah. done that three yeah. or four times this Couple year. Times. So yeah. Yeah. those are like that's a different conversation. But I'll let you go on defense, Brad. I just I thought they deserve credit, pat on the back. But this isn't any different than it has been all year. They just got some some stops when they needed to and created turnovers when they haven't always been creating them. Yeah, uh, they made the they made winning plays. You know when they had to um they did they tightened up in in the red zone and listen i don't really care about evaluating this defense because in my mind joe woods is gone so i don't really know what we get out of evaluating this defense as a whole other i mean individuals sure you know i think it's totally worth evaluating individuals on this defense but like their uh, ability to stop the run as a whole i'm not like i don't expect this to you know the front of this defense to be back next year uh it shouldn't be right the interior or uh you know in in the scheme will probably be different so i don't know what i really you know yeah they got chunked in the run game again but i don't really think that's going to change a whole lot right uh so i don't they did they made some play i thought grant delpit played a good game i think that's worth noticing i think he was flying all over the place and made some good plays um he does gamble too much in the run game a little bit uh but i mean he comes up and hits and tackles well uh he's physical right throws his body around and and you know that's been the case all year but i thought particularly today he played pretty good um so like i said i i don't know what we get out of really breaking down what they're doing you know as a whole defensively um at this point because i don't expect that staff to be back so it's kind of where i'm at the only thing I would say to that is, is just, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable from, from where I sit, I'm not comfortable counting on that yet because yeah, I, me neither. I, I'm not either. I, I just, either. I, and I think it would be different if the people in charge were different, but I think the way that they have approached this thing since they got here has been patience to a fault in a lot of cases. And, uh, yeah. it, you know, Mike Prefer had a very strong case to be fired after last year, a very strong case, okay. uh, you know, because he, he had predated Kevin Stefanski and um, and and had shown nothing. And he, he got another year. And so I, I Brad, I, I agree with you. I mean, we are all three of us on the same page about what should happen. But um, it's it's a lot like 
what they ended up doing, I mean, to their credit with Baker Mayfield and another player like Austin Hooper last year. But in both of those cases, until I saw it happen, I didn't believe 100% it was going to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I mean, you can't really call the Watson move a patient move. Uh, no, you're absolutely organization. right. That's you're a win right. at all cost, win now move. So I, I think you need to act accordingly uh, after. But you're always going to act out of desperation at quarterback, right? Like, I think the thing I'm worried about is are they going to play results? The, 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 again, the last three offenses they play, guys, not good. So there's a chance these things replicate themselves. I, exactly. I hope, Brad. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I know, I know you guys do. think so, but yeah. I think they're yeah. past the point. Like it, they have to look at themselves in the mirror and like there's a you're going to say things I totally agree with. I, problem yeah. if they can't look at themselves in the mirror and say we're not willing to make the decisions to make this yeah. team better and this defense hurt us. Like that's why I'm like shine the light on Jeff Howard. You yeah. know, shine the light on everything defensively. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I don't, I think they've already made the decision. You guys don't, I understand where that comes from completely though. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to believe it. I do. I, I'm just to believe it when I see it in this scenario sure. and I hope they don't play results over process because tonight was a results thing. The process, I didn't think the process was any cleaner. I didn't think that they were any more effective. Um, you know, even, even with Tyler Huntley, they create in the first down, they converted four third downs of seven or more. One right. was in a penalty situation. The other three were the completions a flip shovel another throw that is created to first i'm like yeah i um you know and especially the the the, the throw with 17 seconds left you, you should be you should be in my opinion manning up everything uh, mm-hmm. mark andrews is a nice player but he can be covered in man coverage and they give up a hole in zone and cover and look like cover eight to me that they just gave up a hole and it's like okay now they get to kick a field goal it's like I just, yeah. I just, I hope you're right. I hope we're all, we all say the same thing. Yeah. I want to believe that we're all right about this. I cannot imagine, I'm not the smartest human being in the world, um, but I don't know how you can look at it and feel any different. If they don't do that, I've made it very, I mean, I spent 50 minutes with Jordan Zerm earlier this week yeah. on this topic. If they don't yeah. do it, I've got problems. And I, mm-hmm. I because like, yep. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Howard uh, it, it put himself in a body bag this week. Like they are, they are doing this to themselves. And I didn't see anything tonight that's like, that's it. They solved it. They did this, this, or this. Like they didn't take away what the Ravens are most comfortable doing. The Ravens still ran it for ten yards of carry almost. They just got lucky that for some reason Greg Roman's like, we're going to let Tyler throw thirty times. I can't I, I, even. I, it's, I can't it's even not even. Yeah, it's not even up for Jake. discussion. It's I just, can't even fathom yeah. that they are, would still be evaluating them like yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? One like would that think, the Brad. guys One would, think. would be I'm sitting there and saying, what are, you know, oh, we need to take a real good look at what Joe does this week. Like, I can't believe that's going through any of their minds. I, that just would blow, that would, you know, shock me. I would be shocked, but I don't know. I Maybe I'm crazy. I, I got to see it. I got to see it. They haven't let go of anybody. I haven't let go of anybody. Right. And again, I under I I've I've already covered this so much, but like I get it. 2020, you go to the playoffs, you do historic things in the franchise. You're probably not gonna let go of anybody. Totally get it. But the way last year went mm. for several spots early on offense, even issues on offense, I thought to not even remotely shake anything up. And I'm not talking, I, I've explained why I would have kept Joe Woods. I've already talked through that, but like some parts of it for like Chris Kiffin to be gone and then come back. Exactly. Exactly. Okay? Like yep. there's just, there's some interesting things here. And we've talked about this. Andrew and I have kind of in Slack talked about this over the course of months where if they have to bring somebody in, that's not on the road, they typically will bring a guy in that they've already had in before. Right. Like yep. In some, they just really lean to familiarity and this is completely different. This is the, the absolute antithesis of who they've been for the last decade so maybe they deserve a little bit more like okay trying something different i like i can get on board with that a little bit on some levels but now you're three years into this experiment and i think the holes in the ship are very very obvious and if you can't i don't want you to patch one of those little uh made for tv slap the old leaf pad on there i don't want that i don't want them to just fire jeff howard and bring in a new defensive secondary uh they, they call him his pass game coordinator on defense they have to overhaul that side i also prefer they overhaul specials but i'm not as die hard about that as i am about defense because i don't think specials even the worst of the worst swing Matters games all that much 
I don't like pre-performances. I'm in line with moving on. But to me, I know it's like if someone's tuning into this thing and they're like, these jack idiots are talking about a three-point result and they're talking about defense and moving on from guys. But I hope you understand what we're, where we're coming from with this. Yeah. Because this is this is weeks into the making, and tonight the results of tonight were Greg Roman issues to me more than anything else. Because mm-hmm. they, what they found was ugh, they were very exploitable issues in the defense, and like, um, yeah. Anyway, like my thought is like, okay, hey, we'll slap some uh, some what is that name of that stupid product? I can't think of the name of it that the guy flex just seal? Was it something that like is that? a great call out andrew it is flex seal if they just say well we're just going to replace jeff howard because he gave this terrible interview and maybe people will think this is enough no they need to overhaul it they need to overhaul it and um yeah. that's where we're at we're in line with this the obr has been i feel like in line with this for a fantastic amount of time because i think we see it but mm-hmm. they got to prove it they got to prove it because they have not shown a, a propensity to do this and um I think I think three years though is a very very fair NFL yes. sample size yep. to figure out what do we need to do going forward with X Y and Z still here to make it uh, better. So you know that that's where I'm at. And I'm not calling you wrong, Brad. I'm not saying that you, you they might have already made this decision. They really yep. might have, but right. we don't know. And until yeah. we know, no, we don't. Yeah. Until we know, it's like all right, you know, because like I said, they they two two three terrible offenses are looming. And yeah. they could play well. And it's like, yeah. well, look at two years in a row, baby. Fix this thing by the end of the year. Maybe this fourth year. That's crazy. Right like, that's just I know like, it's crazy. That's insane. But that's, 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 insane. Where, that's what, that's what well, we could but, that's what we could see. You know, that's what I mean, a, a guy like Pete Smith is saying on on Twitter basically is saying that they went young this year on purpose with the idea that they're going to coach these guys up for next year and, and add more veteran talent. and Love Pete. I, right? Great. We see a lot of things the same. I keep, he's making excuses for Joe. I love Pete. Love, I can't, no, I, I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying, you know, we're talking about ways they could see it. That's one way they could see it. I, again, love Pete. Can't I would tell him this. We've had arguments about Joe Woods many times. Um, I just smart. Listen, smarter, 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 smarter people who cover defense – than myself send me messages pretty consistently about what on earth is going on. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see if the, the right decision is made. And that, that decision, the ramifications of said decision, one way or the other, could have massive, massive ripple effects throughout the yep. organization. And I know it is going to play a huge determination into the long-term viability of what I think the head coach is yeah. and can do here. Like, yep. like, like I think – I'll say this is my last Kevin on it. We can get off this topic. I, yeah. I think if Kevin had any like hesitation in making this move, I think that he would get a pretty nice nudge from the people that that hire him to yeah. make a encourage the correct decision to be made yeah. here. Yeah, as long as they don't try to make it for him. They, I don't want anybody. If you arrange, if you do, the worst thing you can do in any business is arrange marriages. Yeah. And right. If they say, hey man we're firing Joe because we don't want him here anymore. And we're going to bring in your DC. That's like, this was my argument with Hugh Jackson. I said, mm-hmm. you aren't going to let Hugh pick his OC. I'm all about encouraging people to, Hey, you got to do this or that. Yeah. But I'm going to let you hire your guy. Totally cool. With they that. let Kevin hire his guy. I'm all, I'm all in. But if like, they're going to try to overrun, then they, then they don't trust Kevin. They need to fire him. I'll just say right. that they would just have like, if you're right. there and you don't believe in him, you'd fire him at that point. But like, we're not there. They won 13, three. This is a happy day. Happy days. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, you know, I don't know if Brad covered this before I got back in, uh, you know, kind of kind of walking or getting that article up. But, um, you know, obviously, I think if, if they win out, it's very plausible. They win out these three. It is. It's very plausible. They're, they're, they're fighting with three teams for the wild card. It would be the Jets, the Chargers and the Patriots. Two of those games looming really, really large because yep. two games they <laughs> – it irks me to know in that they lost those two games, but it feels like um, I haven't seen the schedule of those teams. Actually, I think our own Jack Duffin put it into a chat here. So I'll read those to you guys real quick. And then we can just kind of be, you know, go through and talk about what we think about whether they'll have an outside shot here. So the teams remaining for um, those, uh, the rest of the teams competing. So I know Jack put it in. There it is. So Pats are seven and six. They go Vegas. Cincy. Miami Buffalo. That's pretty tough. Three of those yeah, four are pretty three. tough. 
Buffalo's fighting for the one seed. Miami's still trying to get in. Since he's fighting for the division, Vegas, you know, they got Devontae and they could, Jacob, Josh Jacobs, they can win any game. Jets have Detroit, hot. Jacksonville, playing good football. Seattle, tough. Miami. You know. Two and two. Yeah. Tennessee, uh, Chargers have Tennessee, tough. Not playing that well of late, tough. Indy, eh. Rams, eh. Denver, eh. So Chargers feel like they're in. Can you get the Jets and Pats to just absolutely fold and win out? Get to nine and eight. That's your that's your path. You need those two teams to win just one of their remaining games, and you yeah. have an outside shot. So well, it's not impossible. Collapse, right? Because is it all three? Well, it, maybe the, it is. The Bills slash Dolphins get one of the wild card spots, and the Bengals slash Ravens get the other one. And there's three total. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So you need the Chargers to just absolutely collapse yeah on top you, of you might need it to adjust an herbert injury as much yeah, as I so don't you got you got like pats that. and jets tough schedules yeah. you need i could see both of those teams having really tough finishes but yeah. the chargers having tennessee indy rams sup baker rams and Denver. <laughs> yeah the, the the winning that dolphins game would really really hurt the chances it, of it did. It where did. it gets weird is when you get multiple teams tied uh, and the tiebreaker isn't changes to something else yeah. besides right. your head to head, and I think that's where it gets goofy I and see. where some of these percentages get uh, crazy. So that would increase the Browns' chances because the head to head favors them none of the times. None yeah, of the, the times, the but if you get multiple teams great. tied, it yeah. goes to something else, I believe. I right? think it goes to conference record, doesn't it? Yeah, I was hoping it was it rushing yards to... allowed. Ooh, as boy. long as it's not that, they get it's not going to work out. Well, I mean, no, if like they're com- the, they're, they're the getting most, oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah the most De- yeah, deadlock. Yeah. Hey, yeah. it's fun. We'll we'll play this game as it goes. There, there's still yeah. I mean, there's still a chance. So you know, why not talk about it? But but uh, yeah. Here here's 13, your rooting three. guide, real quick for this weekend. If you're if you're listening, uh, okay. you want you want Buffalo to beat Miami. Yep. Zero zero first quarter as we record That's the first one that will help us. So this is at New York Times every week. The Browns win out. They go up to a 3% chance. So Suck. Let's uh, go. Yeah. Uh, but if the Bills win, the Cowboys were to beat the Jaguars, the Lions were to beat the Jets, the Raiders were to beat the Patriots, and somehow the Titans were to beat – well, not somehow, but if the Titans could beat the Chargers, you they would jump up to like 20-some percent. Yep. Just FYI. Okay. okay. Yep. I mean, and and they, can't, all... they cannot be eliminated, so – yeah. We live to fight another week. It's like yep. the, uh, the 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 odds are to the left, and it's like you just can't stop looking at them. You know, you're just peeking. Don't want to, but you're peeking at them. So, hey, good win, though, man. Really good win, 13-3. It's always nice to beat the Ravens. It's always nice yep. to beat And it feels like, you know, I don't know if things are going to change for the Ravens over time. You know, Lamar is uh, probably going to be locked in there through franchise tags or whatever they go with. They play them tough, though. They really don't find themselves. I think you and I talked about it, Brad. They've been playing them tough outside of Stefanski's first blowout in his first game coached, where they got mm-hmm. beat, the, the, they got bludgeoned down there and and uh, over in Baltimore. They have played them close, and I, I feel like that's really encouraging, you know, for for a team that you know, like I know Baltimore is going to be there, and I know Cincy's going to be there, and I feel like they play those two teams pretty tough so you know get some things in line into next year and you have a real chance like it's it's very much in play to you can see the like that's the best this is the best of the best for Cincy this is the best of the best for Baltimore I know Baltimore is not with Lamar but like they had Bateman the first game the Browns should have won that game right so like you know um it's right there it's right there man I mean this offseason is just so huge Andrew Jake, it just is. It's just so critical, right? Like, they, I feel like they can get so much done in one offseason just because of what failed them this year is pretty obvious to me. Yep. Yep. I, I think that's kind of where we started, you know, talking about the, the missed opportunities earlier in the season and, and how they're hurting them down the stretch and how much more meaningful this game could have been. But, Jake, to your point, if they beat the Steelers last game of the year, which, I mean, they, they should. Let's just be honest about that. Yeah. Um, they would be four and two in the division. And I, you know, I said that to Brad earlier, that is typically winning football. If you can win most of your divisional games every year. So that's a, even in a season that is, you know, a lot of the expectations haven't been met. That's one bar they could still pass. And, and obviously if they went out there, they're above 500 and, and that's, you know, considering where they had been at points in the season, 
that would be an accomplishment at this point too. Yeah. And I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I know that we would have to dig on this and maybe we can do, when we get off the show and tweet about it or something, but if they got to four and two in division, I couldn't think of many times they've been four and two in the division. If, you know, if you look at, um, 2020 season maybe they were four and two in the division that year i'll have to look at it but like i don't don't think so uh, so they were zero and one when they dropped the first game to baltimore one and one with the win over sensi one and two they lost blowout loss in pittsburgh two and two no they were three and three in the division yep they lost both to baltimore that year right yeah three and three in the division so they haven't been four and two in the division in a long time so that would be a good step be a good step man yep so uh, a lot to look forward to, uh, even as, you know, uh, the season winds down here for the Browns. But uh, as Brad has said, if uh, six different things go their way, they have a one in five chance of making the playoffs after this week. So uh, for Brad Ward, for Jake Burns, for Ian McBride behind the scenes, thank you to all of you for joining us. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday night for the Monday Rewind. I forgot it was Saturday for a moment. Uh, enjoy a full day of Sunday football tomorrow. We will see you on Monday night for the Monday Rewind. And, of course, there will be full coverage of this game on the OBR. There already is. And uh, and a full week of shows uh, here on uh, YouTube or Twitch, wherever you're joining us. We appreciate your time, and we will see you again soon. Go Browns. Go Browns.